Welcome to the Podcasters Club, brought to you by Precision Podcasting. I am your host, Kane Power. Today, we're talking all about the mic I'm using to record my voice right now, the Yeti X, which is a multi-directional USB condenser microphone from Blue. I'm going to talk about the different models, the specs and settings, the setup and software, and I'll do some testing with plosives and proximity, sensitivity and background noise, and comparisons with other microphones. After all of that fun stuff, I'll talk about the best uses for the Yeti X, and I'll give you my overall thoughts and impressions. Also, I should say that I'm recording this episode as a video as well. So if you are visually inclined, you can head on over to the Precision Podcasting YouTube channel, a link to which you will find in the episode description. So let's dive in. First up, I want to very quickly touch on the different models of Yeti and their price points. It might be a bit tedious to go through all of the features and differences between the models, so suffice to say that the higher up you go in price, the more features you get. So the Yeti range, in order, is as follows. First we have the Yeti Nano at $200, and I'm talking in New Zealand dollars here, Americans and Australians, you can go and do your own conversions. Uh, next up is the standard Yeti, which comes in at $250. Uh, the Yeti X, which again is the mic that we're talking about today, is $350, and the Yeti Pro, the top of the line, is $400, and the Yeti Pro actually is a USB and XLR microphone, and so hence the price. Okay, so the build quality and first impressions. So I think the Yeti actually looks really good. I prefer the X to the old style of Yeti, you know, the kind of round bulb. Um, but Blue has retained some of that kind of old school styling, which I do like. As soon as you take it out of the box, it looks really good, as I've said. Uh, it feels good. It feels like a high quality product. Uh, so they're not lacking there at all. The stand. I'm not using it right now because uh, I think, well, I'll tell you my thoughts on it later, but um, the stand is pretty cool. Again, it looks good. It's like a cradle. Uh, it's heavy, kind of feels like a really you know quality product. I like the felt or whatever the bottom, the foam bottom of the stand. Uh, it feels nice on my wooden desk. I also really like the styling of the matte black with the black chrome mic grill and the bit around the bottom of the mic grill and the black chrome around the bottom of the stand. Uh, I think that looks pretty smart. So I guess before we go any further, I should really say that I'm not coming into this totally blind or deaf. <laughs> uh, although I haven't personally owned a Yeti before now, I have had much experience talking my podcasting clients through using their Yetis effectively for podcasting. Uh, and obviously they are a really well-known USB mic, super popular. I do actually own a blue Snowball, uh, which I'll get out later on, but this is my first experience with the Yeti. So let's go over the specs. The Yeti X has what they're calling a four capsule array. And without going into too much detail about microphone capsules, basically they are what convert sound waves into electrical energy. And this microphone has four of them to provide four different polar patterns. More on that in just a sec. The next feature is the multifunction smart knob on the front of the microphone. I think this thing's pretty cool. I like how it looks. It's a nice kind of infinity knob that changes mode by pressing it down for one second. 
By using the circle of LED lights, which Blue call the 11-segment LED meter as reference, you can control the mic gain, the headphone volume, and the blend balance, and it allows you to mute your mic really easily by just tapping it once, which would be super handy if you're streaming or gaming or talking on Zoom. That meter also functions as a real-time input meter, so you can always see if you're getting a good level when you're speaking. So I'm just talking into it and I'm looking at it right now. I'm seeing it's just touching between maybe two-thirds and three-quarters, and that's about where we want to be. Mic gain and headphone volume are pretty self-explanatory, hopefully. Blend balance allows you to control the balance of computer audio versus mic audio that's coming into your headphones as long as you're monitoring through the built-in headphone jack on the mic, which I think would be super handy for some people. Next, the pickup pattern selector on the back of the mic. This allows you to select your polar pattern, which in simple terms is the directionality of the microphone. The Yeti X has four options, cardioid, bidirectional, omnidirectional, and stereo. Cardioid captures sound from directly in front of the microphone, and that's what I'm using right now, and it rejects sound from the rear of the mic. Bidirectional records from both the front and the rear of the mic, minimizing noise from the sides. Omnidirectional picks up sound equally from all around the mic, and stereo captures a left and right image. We're going to get into polar patterns in more detail in a later episode because there is a lot to discuss and I don't want to get too off topic in this episode, but later on in this episode, I will talk about the different patterns and what they're good for and I'll do a test with each so that you can hear the difference. Next is the connections. The Yeti X has a USB port, which you'd hope, it's a USB mic. It has a 3.5mm headphone jack output and it can be mounted on the stand that comes with it uh, or onto any mic stand using the thread adapter on the bottom of the mic. Now I've chosen to mount it onto a boom stand using that thread adapter because it fits better for my purpose. We're going to talk about the stand, I've already promised we're going to talk about the stand. The frequency range of this mic is 20Hz to 20kHz and the maximum sound pressure level or SPL is 122 decibels. Now let's talk about the setup of the Yeti X. It has been designed to be plug and play, so it's actually just super easy to get up and running. I can't talk about how to set it up on a PC, but on a Mac, I just plugged it into my USB hub and it showed up ready to go in my sound preferences. Uh, straight after connecting, I did a quick test in GarageBand and it just appeared as my default mic option and I was able to hit record and make a recording straight away. Audacity required that I use an actual USB port on my computer rather than my USB hub, which I suppose is fair enough, uh, but otherwise that was just as easy. I did use it on the Zoom call, and again, it required nothing more than selecting the mic in my audio preferences, so all easy there. However, to use the Yeti X and Pro Tools, I had to create an aggregate device on my Mac to assign my inputs and outputs, and if that's something that you don't know how to do, you can see the Precision Podcasting YouTube channel for info on how to do that. But I actually had a problem with latency in all of these doors, so I was actually unable to monitor using Pro Tools, only record and playback, which isn't that ideal, and actually caused problems, which I'm going to talk about later in my overall thoughts. But for now, let's move on to software. The software that's included with the Yeti X is called G-Hub, and it's made by Logitech, which is the company that owns Blue. You can also get software by Blue called Blue Sherpa, but I didn't download that one, so today we're just talking about G-Hub. 
G-Hub allows you to control your mic settings and change the colors of the LED via the app rather than on the mic. But the main feature of the software is something called Blue Voice, which when enabled, allows the user to apply EQ, noise reduction, gating, dynamic processing, de-essing, and de-plosives, which they've called de-popping. There are also different voice presets and effects, which can be fun to play with, but I have to say that as an audio engineer, I don't really like presets. I think every recording is different, even the same voice using the same mic will be different from day to day, and therefore each new recording requires different treatment. However, just as the mic is targeted towards beginners, so is the software. Presets can be a good starting point if you're new to audio post-production. So if that is you, think of them as just that, and work on getting your voice sounding as good as you can using gain, environment, and technique, rather than trying to make corrections in post. But overall, the G-Hub software will be useful to some people. However, my one gripe, or maybe I've had a few more gripes, but this gripe is that even after deactivating the app's launch on start feature in the app and in my system preferences on my Mac, it still force opens every time I start my computer, which I find annoying, and I'll most likely just delete the app once I've done recording here. I also think that it might have been affecting the sound of the mic, even when disabled, but more on that later on. So that's all the bells and whistles, but how does the Yeti X actually sound? Now up until now, you've been hearing my mastered audio. So let's remove all the processing from my signal chain and hear the raw audio. Now this is the Yeti X totally raw, except for very light limiting from my master bus. To start, let's try a plosive test. First, without the pop filter that I've been using. Precision Podcasting is a podcast production company that creates The Podcasters Club, a podcast for podcasters about podcasting. And again with the external pop filter. Precision Podcasting is a podcast production company that creates The Podcasters Club, a podcast for podcasters about podcasting. Now let's do a proximity test. Currently, I'm speaking around about 7 to 10 centimetres away from the Yeti X. Now I'm speaking maybe 15 to 20 centimetres away from the Yeti X. Now I'm speaking roughly 30 centimetres away from the Yeti X. We've doubled that, and now I think I'm speaking around about 60 centimetres away from the Yeti X. Go back a bit further, and now I'm probably talking around about a metre away from the Yeti X. How does that sound different to being right up nice and close? Now let's try a background noise and rejection test. This is the big one for the Yeti X, as the sensitivity of this mic is where most new users struggle, and it's why it has a mixed reputation among podcasters. I'm going to talk about this issue more shortly, I know I've made all these promises about getting to things, but I will, but for now, let's just do some testing and just enjoy listening to it. So I'm going to switch through all four pickup patterns. I'm going to leave a bit of ambient noise, I might type on my computer keyboard or something, and then I'm going to hold the mic and speak all the way around the mic to demonstrate the polar pattern's effectiveness. Let's see if there is a difference. Here's the ambient noise from the cardioid pattern. And now I'm speaking all the way around the mic 
to test the effectiveness of the cardioid pattern. And I'm coming around the side, and now I'm back to the front of the microphone. Let's try the bidirectional. Here is the ambient noise from the bidirectional pattern. And now I'm speaking all the way around the mic to test the effectiveness of the bidirectional polar pattern. And now I'm coming around to the front. Here we are again at the front of the microphone. Let's try the next one, the stereo pattern. Here is the ambient noise from the stereo pattern. And now I'm speaking all the way around the microphone to test the effectiveness of the stereo polar pattern. And now I'm back at the front. Lastly, the omnidirectional. Here is the ambient noise from the omnidirectional pattern. And now I'm speaking all the way around the microphone to test the effectiveness of the omnidirectional polar pattern. And here we are back at the front. Ultimately, the Yeti X is a condenser microphone, which is going to pick up a lot more background noise than a dynamic microphone because condenser microphones are more sensitive. To reduce or eliminate the background noise when you're using any condenser microphone, you need to treat your recording environment and control your proximity, which we've just done, and your gain. I'm going to show you the difference between recording at my desk and recording in my vocal booth with the Yeti X shortly. But first, a quick shock and resonance test. One of the most frustrating things as a podcast editor are podcasters who accentuate their points by banging on the desk, or podcasters who frequently hit the mic with wild gestures. I'm not going to do that. How does the Yeti X respond to that treatment? Let's find out. So this is me tapping on my desk. This is me tapping on the boom arm that's holding the mic. And this is me tapping on the Yeti X itself. Okay, next is my favorite part, comparisons. For these tests, all of the recordings are raw, all the levels are as equal as I can get them, and I'm speaking around about 10 centimeters away from the mic. I'm gonna remove this pop filter on the Yeti and we'll do a quick reference on that. For comparison, this is how the Yeti X sounds. You have been hearing it this whole time, but this is how it sounds without the pop filter or any post-production. Let's go to the Audio-Technica AT2020 for comparison. This is the Audio-Technica AT2020 XLR cardioid condenser microphone. These retail for around $200 New Zealand, and this is how it sounds. And back to the Blue Yeti X as a reference before the next microphone, the Blue Snowball. This is the Snowball microphone, also by Blue. The Snowball is another USB cardioid condenser microphone, and it retails in New Zealand for around $150. This is how it sounds. 
and back again to the Blue Yeti X as a reference before the next microphone, the AKG Emotion C900M. This is an AKG Emotion C900M microphone, which is an XLR cardioid condenser. I believe these are discontinued, but when my wife brought this mic in 2008, I think it retailed for around about $250. This is how it sounds. That's all I have for the comparisons. Out of the four mics, which do you think sounded best for my voice in this room? Now let's try out some of the different polar patterns on the Yeti X. I'm currently using the cardioid pattern. Cardioid is best for recording single sources directly in front of the mic. And this is the pattern that you're going to want to use for podcasting, streaming, gaming, online conferencing, etc. Let's change to the bidirectional. This is the bidirectional polar pattern. The bidirectional pattern picks up sound from the front and the back of the mic, which obviously isn't necessary for just recording a single voice. Blue says that the bidirectional pattern on this mic is good for recording two people while they're facing each other. For example, if you have a guest on your podcast. And while I think they're technically right, and if you have no other option, you could record like this. For podcasting, I'd recommend a close mic for each speaker rather than a room mic between two people. Let's try the next setting. Now I've switched to the stereo pattern. The Yeti X has two channels and stereo mode activates both of them, allowing you to record a stereo image. This would be cool for recording something like an acoustic guitar or maybe multiple sources, like a choir or something like that. But for a solo voice, you're probably better off just using the cardioid pattern. Let's try the omnidirectional. Now I've switched to the omnidirectional polar pattern. The omnidirectional pattern records sound from all around the mic. So again, not great for a solo voice, especially in an untreated room. Blue recommends this setting for recording a group conversation, which I would accept in something like a boardroom or meeting environment where the recording is purely for reference, in which case I'm sure it would do a great job. But for podcasting, all the omnidirectional pattern is going to add to your recording is background noise. How to get the best out of this microphone for podcasting, which is what we're all about here. Blue Market, the Yeti X, as a podcasting mic, and they've sold an absolute ton of them by targeting people who are just getting into podcasting. But there is a huge issue with this targeting, as the Yeti X is a very sensitive condenser microphone, and it's quite difficult to get the best out of this mic if you're inexperienced with microphones. If I haven't made it really clear already, condenser microphones will pick up everything in your environment. Your air conditioning, traffic that's going on outside your house, your neighbor's dog, your stomach rumbling, your computer fan, which you can probably hear in my recording at times, all of that background noise. They're unforgiving in this way because they're designed to capture detail, which is not what podcasters need, especially a beginner podcaster. Most new podcasters are recording at home, not in sound-treated rooms, and a condenser mic will pick up their voices bouncing around these untreated rooms as echo. And since podcasting is a predominantly audio medium featuring close-miced voices, background noise and echo aren't really things that you want your mic to capture so easily. So if you are planning on using the Yeti X for podcasting, that's totally fine. You can. But you just need to consider a few things. First is your environment. Go for a small, furnished room. Big rooms with hard surfaces, and like tiles and glass, that means echo. 
and the Yeti is going to capture lots of it. So if you're struggling to find somewhere, make a DIY vocal booth in your wardrobe by recording facing your clothes and hanging a thick blanket behind you, or build a pillow fort, just, you know, trying to cut down on that noise. Another consideration should be your headphones. I've purposely chosen these ones, the Audio-Technica ATH M50X, to use with the Yeti X because they are closed back headphones, so there will be minimal bleed for the Yeti to capture. I'm also using an external pop filter, which you can see if you're watching the video with this microphone, to cut down on the plosives, and you would have noticed that in the test we did earlier. I'm using the cardioid polar pattern to capture only what's in front of the microphone, and I'm speaking nice and close to the capsule to get a nice sound. I want to solidify my point by showing you how this mic sounds in a sound-treated environment. Here I am set up in my vocal booth with the Yeti X. Okay, so this is a small, sound-treated, controlled environment. The sensitivity of the Yeti X in a space like this serves to capture all the nuance and detail of my voice. Used correctly, the Yeti S can be great for podcasting, narration, and voiceover. So, we've investigated the Yeti X, and overall, I think it's a really cool mic. It's versatile, it sounds great, it looks great, and it's pretty easy to use. For everyday use, like you know, for calls, streaming, gaming, etc., this mic is really awesome. If you've got a quiet, sound-treated space and want a USB mic, then get this mic. It'll do you well. For podcasting, you're going to need to be a little bit more careful about how you use it, but you can get good results. Now, on to the not-so-good stuff, unfortunately. This is actually the second time I've recorded this, after a failed attempt yesterday. The first recording, I was monitoring through the headphone output on the Yeti itself, and everything sounded fine through my headphones, but when I listened back, the recording sounded really grainy, and like there was some kind of gating or noise suppression that had been added, that I didn't add. And by that, I mean that when I wasn't talking, there was no noise whatsoever, no ambient sound. And whatever was doing that was also negatively affecting my voice because I didn't choose to put it on there. I actually spent a few hours testing and honestly, I couldn't figure out why this happened. Uh, then when I was just testing it today, I cycled through the smart knob options a few times and then all of a sudden it was recording ambient sound again. Now I'm not sure if this is a fault with the microphone or if uh, this is something to do with the G-Hub software. I don't know why. Uh, I will say that I had the G-Hub software deactivated the whole time. I did, you know, test it out before I tried, but I couldn't get to the bottom of it. So that was that, a bit annoying. Also, the controls on the microphone, uh, they have some good points, which I've already mentioned, but the smart knob is honestly actually just a bit annoying because you just have to cycle through the settings by holding the button down for a second. You know, so if you start out on the mic gain, and you go to the headphones, you have to go through the whole thing to get back to the mic gain. Um, rather than just going to the setting that you want to adjust, it's minor, but you know if you're using it a lot, it would get frustrating. The other hardware control, the polar pattern selector, is way too easy to just accidentally tap and change. I've done it three times now by accident, usually when just trying to mute the mic or adjust the position of the mic itself. I actually just recorded some parts just before with the omnidirectional uh, pattern on and had to redo them. So yeah, it, it is a little bit frustrating. But ultimately though, I think that the fact that USB mics are this good, this cheap, 
is really, really cool. And with the Yeti X, I think Blue is just improving on high quality, accessible audio for everybody, which can really only be a good thing. Now I'm planning to create more content with the Yeti X, like a direct comparison between this and the Snowball. Uh, I might do a setup tutorial if I can get the hang of it. And I really want to do a mic, a USB mic shootout. So keep an ear out for those. Until next time. This podcast was created by Precision Podcasting. We make podcasts sound better. For more about what we do, resources on podcasting, and if you'd like to get in touch, visit precisionpodcasting.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Pippa Precision Pippa Podcasting. Yes, that's spelled the way it sounds. If you'd like to hear more episodes, make sure to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening. <laughs>